welcome to Hey Mama. This is episode two and I am joined by Jesse Jash today. Welcome. Hi, thank you. And uh, you are an empowerment coach and an embodiment facilitator. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about exactly what that title is? Yes, I can. It's it's a bit of a catch-all title because I have... I, I, I call it, I have a few like tools in my kit that I draw upon to, to bring that to life in my work, but it's never just one specific thing. So I started, um, I actually started in the corporate world in corporate communications, more or less. And, um, and then while I was there, I started teaching yoga. So I did my training and taught yoga. So yoga was my first um, embodiment modality as such. Okay. But since then, I've added different tools. There's specific meditations um, that I've trained in and that I deliver that's very uh, nervous system and, and trauma-informed side of meditation as well as um, different modalities of coaching too. So I always felt like it was important to to take the tools, but also bring intention behind them in using them rather than just going, Oh, I teach yoga, Mm. you know, Mm. or, Oh yeah, I coach. It's like, well, what's the intention of, of generally speaking, but still specific enough to go, this is the direction that I want people to like, you know, this is what you come to me. If you want to start to create more of this feeling in your life, but it could be, from any kind of different background. Like I work with corporates and executives or military or, you know, emergency services, you know, mm. so there's a broad spectrum of, of who, but it's the intentionality behind. Yeah. The embodiment using embodiment yeah. tools to regulate the nervous system along with, you know, empowerment practices and communication as well. So I bring that into my work too. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, there's no quick way of explaining it. <laughs> yeah. What I love about that um, is the intention side of things and the communication side of things. So obviously, hey, mama is pretty mm-hmm. clear that we're talking to mamas out yeah. there, uh, but not excluding uh, women that are not mamas either. This mm-hmm. podcast can be for them as well because you are not a mama as yet, yeah. just yet. But I think um, all empowerment um, to women mm-hmm. And also getting back to that intention um, and communication. So when we do decide, oh, we're going to do yoga or we're going to do meditation uh, for our mind and for mamas to relax and all that kind of thing, it is important to think about the intention on why I'm doing this and then also what's the outcome, like what is it going to get me. And you talk about uh, leading yeah yeah leading so for me i thought it was very important for you to come onto this show because mamas are the first leaders right so you work with ceo you Mm -hmm. ceos you work with corporate all that kind of thing and and, um, military yeah so the thing is that the um the core level is mums are the first ever leaders. So mm-hmm. you, from a tiny baby, you are leading by example. You yes. are communicating. You are the first communicators with babies. Uh-huh. Um, so it's so important to start for, for mums to learn how to lead, mm. um, lead with heart. Well, yeah, like we've had this conversation, mm. you know, like off recording before several mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. about um, – 
and and you know with my work also that like when I talk about leadership it's it's not explicitly or exclusively saying oh you have to be at this level of you know corporate or executive c-suite level or you have to be this rank or you have to be this or you have to be that it it really is recognizing that we lead ourselves first and we lead by example and as like as mamas or even as mother figures mm. because like like you said like, I'm not a, I'm not a not a mother yet but I've been but an auntie since that. I was 16 yeah. you know and they're like I don't even want to say the number without sitting and counting because I have so many nieces and nephews and then step nieces and nephews you know like so there's just you played that important role yeah. in their life it's as a, well it's a guidance it's yeah. a leadership role in a different way mm. and and while that parental you know and there are people that you know who are aunties but or, or you know or aunties or uncles but they play the role of parents like they're mm. the they're the main caregivers you know so yeah. or or helping. grandparents or whoever yes. you know so it's it's really this position and recognizing that we are leaders no matter what the title is yes. and i think that's really important and that's really important for me when i share any of my work is is to kind of bring that inclusivity in because so many people seem to dismiss their, their not even their potential, that sounds like cliche almost, but like their their possibilities or their role. They dismiss their role because they're like, oh, well, you know, like, for example, it could be like, oh, I'm quote unquote, just, just a, a stay at home mom. Yeah. Oh, I'm 100. just this, I'm, I'm just that. It's yeah. like, oh, I don't even... I don't even work. I don't even know where I would fit back into the workforce. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like in terms of leadership, like you're still a leader. Yeah, and you are and, a leader of a family. Yeah, but we also lead ourselves too, which yes. is the first part of leadership. It's because with with leading, we can't, the way that I see leadership and it's, and I feel like, and I've learned leadership and, you know, you know, in, in the professional sense, I surround myself with people who, in, who are doing similar work and who are coaches or who are leaders or whoever, who are doing it this way as well. It's a different paradigm of leadership to what we, what we have known, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like the leadership, the leaders aren't the... And necessarily the bosses. Yeah, they're not necessarily yeah. the bosses. They're not necessarily the politicians. They're not necessarily the things or, you yes, know, like yes. we are doing leadership in this more embodied way, which is where the embodiment comes in, which is leading ourselves first, which is practicing and doing the inner work and, you know, self-regulating and mm. learning how to self-regulate mm. and, and gaining. And, you know, it's not even doing it perfectly. It's just practicing these yes. things, gaining a, a sense of emotional awareness by starting with ourselves first and going, oh, you know, like whether it's you step into a container or you get guidance from someone or, you know, like, or however you find your way to it to find a safe way to or a safe place to practice that emotional awareness in particular. It's this leading ourselves by practicing this awareness of the fact that we have emotions that show up and how do we regulate them and how do we manage them and how do we communicate through them mm. rather than just sort of not looking at them and, and staying stuck, but then trying to lead. And I think that's the old leadership model is and definitely, we, we see definitely. it in the world today. Yeah. A lot on like in the public sense is leaders who are trying to tell people what to do, but aren't clearly clearly are not doing the work themselves that's right and not not even trying to practice emotional intelligence you know like there's this 
Because they tell themselves, I don't have to because I've got I'm a already, team to lead. Yeah, I'm yeah. already in the role. Yeah. So I don't need to. I just get to mm. tell people. But mm. that's not true leadership. So true leadership is, is self-led first. Mm. And, 100. And, you know, practicing the inner work, not about, again, it's not about being perfect. It's not about doing it perfectly all the time. Like, we're going to mess up. And that's normal. Like, I mess up all the time too. But it's it's how do we recover from that? How do we lead ourselves through like the little waves of life as Mm. they happen and then that's what we teach like you said you said the word perfectly that's what we teach by modeling yes so as parents or as caregivers Mm. or as aunties or uncles or whoever you know like or you know friends who are aunties and uncles yeah like you know the village as the village yes Yes. i love the word the village i I call where i live right now the village yeah gooseies as i said it like you know as the village Let's get back to that. We are yeah. we are modeling that by doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a lot more powerful than what we say or tell children or other humans, mm-hmm. people in our professional care, people, you know, who are like in an organization who are like who we are managing or leading, whatever context, it is way more powerful to lead by doing and mm-hmm. by modeling mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. by than than to lead by telling. Yeah, because actions speak louder than words. Yes. Big, big motto for me mm. um, just in life experience and stuff mm. because you can tell someone something but then you can do something completely yeah. different and they're only going to react or yeah. um, model that or vibrate exactly. the same because as the way that you're actioning. Uh-huh. It's like if someone's doing something and enough people are doing something like littering right let's keep it really silly. if enough people are like oh let we just leave our rubbish around like in a schoolyard then mm. it's like well everyone's doing it so i may as well like it's okay yeah yeah exactly and that um you know like you're talking about from the top like politicians mm. and and schools and leadership and yeah. in that area mm-hmm. if um someone is saying pick up your rubbish and put it in the bin but then you're going around and you're seeing people um, yeah, just they don't understand anyway. why. Because, yeah, they yeah. don't understand why. And, I, and mm. I'm big on this with my children is that I may seem like I babble a little bit longer when yeah. I am trying to teach my kids something, but I like to tell them and communicate mm. with them um, and say, this is why I'm asking you to pick your towel up yes. off the floor in yeah, your room. Yeah, help them understand because children, yeah. and, and I, oh, I really want to talk about this too mm. because children's <laughs> brains are still developing Mm. like our prefrontal cortex which is reasoning decision making emotional regular all of the 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 most um developed part of the brain as far as like human evolution right that doesn't fully develop until we're 25 or so so like to expect children to be able to reason for themselves like you know we teach them how by modeling but to expect them to do that without teaching them how yeah teaching them reasons and why why yeah. is a big one like you know it it, it just doesn't work yeah. but and they'll switch off too mm-hmm. so if they think oh mum's just nagging mum's just lecturing yeah. like they how annoying off. and i've they even just had my 12 year old girl tell me yeah. oh i think you guys are annoying sometimes <laughs> and i love that but how great is it she yeah. could say that she though. can articulate that. it yeah yeah and that's the other thing as parents too and as and what i see in mamas and i remember seeing this um, in my my sister especially like because I was you know young when she was the one who made me an auntie basically like you know how many years difference six years yeah yeah, yeah. and um, so I'm the youngest yeah just for clarification yeah sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like I remember seeing in her and in other like women around me who were parents always seeing like that sacrifice and the oh but my needs are not as important as the children's and I'm and I'm not 
uh, I'm not even going to try and step into the debate around that because I, I don't know. But like, you know, oh, I, don't, I, can. I don't know the practice of it, but yeah. I, I want to hear it in a moment. But I'll like, yeah. but in the essence of how we model, isn't it more important to model to our children hey, I have needs or I'm having an emotional experience or, or reaction to something and I'm communicating it because I've practiced how to as a modeling versus... That's just my coffee not, machine. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's ghosts in the, in the apartment. But like, um, isn't it more powerful to teach them it's okay to have an emotional experience or reaction and then articulate it and take space and, and talk it through or, you know, Absolutely. whatever by doing it from your own and going, Hey, mom is just hot. Like, you know what, honey, I'm just, I feel really, I feel like I'm having a, an emotional reaction. You can even use I those words. I feel sad. I feel, I feel I'm sad. feeling or, a little bit Or I feel a or... little like reactive about, you know, the conversation that we had before or the thing that happened. Yeah. So I'm just going to, you know, take some quiet time and breathe. I'm still here for you. So, mm. you know, like mm. I'm still here. I'm still present. But, but this is what's, this happening, is what's happening for me. for me right now, just yeah. so you know. And they can yeah. go, oh, okay. Doesn't that teach them, especially as they grow into adults, that they are allowed to have needs and have emotional reactions. Yes, they're because, allowed to be upset. Yeah, they're allowed because to I, take a moment. And it, this is generationally. Like, yes. you know, so this is people doing the best they can with what they know. But I never really grew up knowing that it was okay to have emotional reactions, even if they were different to what was happening, especially with my elders, right? So mm. isn't it – so, you know, that's a lot of work I've done through my 20s of – recognizing mm. that and they go oh how do I undo this oh, okay right how do I relearn this like and I'm in my 30s now exactly. so it's like yeah how do we teach them from a young age yeah, so to that be better than us because ultimately when we become parents what we mm. want for our children or even yeah. as an auntie or, or, or guardian how can we make them better than yeah, us? How can we give them the tools as we learn and know more, especially scientifically and neurologically speaking mm. as well? Um, and by neurologically, I don't mean just the brain. I mean the whole nervous system because that's neuro, like, you know, the whole, it that's all, through the whole body. Yeah. Um, but how, like, you know, we learn more as, you know, years go on because science and all of that, like we, we have this understanding. So of course we understand more or we're given the opportunity at least to understand more than maybe our parents did. Yes. So we get yeah. to we get to do things differently and there's so much more permission given, especially for our children then. So to say, hey, it is okay that you have an emotional reaction. We can't tell them how to emotionally regulate by telling them how to emotionally regulate. This is we, true. We co-regulate as parents or caregivers right like so we we co-regulate by teaching them and by keeping ourselves in that regulated practice mm, state practice. right <laughs> no, we keep saying the word practice yeah. but we keep practicing and regulate like self-regulation and that's how we help co-regulate with our children when they are in heightened experience mm. we go okay mm. come here we, we put like with permission we put our hands like you know, on their back or hold them close or, you know, like on the heart or wherever it is, or even anchor it in squeezing arms and legs and mm. go, you know, like breathe, let's helping, breathe together. Helping them work out what yeah. is regulation for them. Yes. Because I've been um, listening to an audio book at the moment about that mm. is that my regulation will be different to their regulation. Yes. So even just being mm. and allowing them to be okay, yeah. like uh, telling them, giving that permission, yeah. like you said, giving that permission to tell them, that it's okay to feel that way yeah. right now 
I'm and in here. that and in that example as well, if they turn around and go, actually, I don't want to be touched right now, mm. that's okay. It's like, great, what do you need? Yes, what do you need? Yeah, like, I love that. Do you see, like, there's such this this funnel of you start here and you practice and you ask questions, but you because you're modeling and showing them, mm. they are over time more able to articulate that. Yes, so and when they get to 25, yeah. they have been led and yes. guided mm-hmm. in a trusting, loving, supportive yes. space that then at, by the age of 25 when they mm. have developed – uh, that emotional intelligence that they yeah. will be able to gauge that and be aware of that faster and they can yeah. do it on their own. And, but at the moment, and, they can't. And hopefully without the pressure of needing to be perfect because mm. maybe they think that their parents are perfect because it's like, well, their parents never showed emotion, so they obviously didn't have these exactly. experiences and I'm having all of these experiences. Oh, my God, how am I surviving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't, I'm doing, this isn't normal, I'm doing so I'll hide away. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm doing human wrong. Yeah. I grew up like that, you know, and it wasn't until what you're talking about 30s now yeah. where I'm like, going well no i'm not doing human wrong i'm being human isn't it isn't a fun time (laughs) and like and i love i just wanted to point this out before i ask you the next question Mm. but you have dipped already into Mm. my next question which i love the the conversation is just flowing (laughs) without questions um is you know one thing that i've learned that if i'm not feeling okay and i'm trying to regulate and something's happening with me and my kids say to me are you okay mommy Mm. i say sometimes no I'm not and I think that that is so important and powerful because then when I say to them are you okay honey they can actually feel safe to say no I'm not mama like can you and And what do you need and it's also really powerful that they can ask that too Mm. because like children by their very nature because that we like they're a caregivers of children they are dependents yeah like they are they they automatically when when they're caregivers you know or like when they're elders or when they're when they're adults go through emotional experiences children's brains will automatically go to oh i did something wrong this is my fault because they think that they are the center of your universe yeah because they are dependents you know like and it's and it's normal self-blame so normal Yeah. yeah in that sense which is why it's also important to like teach the regulation because then it teaches them along the way hey actually there's this whole other experience it's not always to do with you so sometimes it's just really useful so then that like you know to teach them to ask like are you okay or hey like you know if you're mad for example Mm. if you're angry or something like eventually they might learn be like hey mom are you mad at are you mad at me or Mm. are you just mad at something else yeah yeah like let's talk about it yeah Yeah. and then that way they they like you know it's this co-learning yeah definitely oh are you mad at me or is it something else because you've taught them hey sometimes i'm mad at other things yes yes definitely (laughs) or sometimes i'm just mad yeah yeah sometimes i just have feelings yeah yeah and (laughs) and i'll say no i'm not i'm feeling this way and Mm. it's you know through learning um myself so then, like we talked about, modelling that behaviour, yeah. that they will be able to do the same. Mm. But what I'm interested in is um, what was the experience? You touched on it a little bit in your life uh, which turned you down the career path that you're on Ooh, now. So yeah. what made you become an empowerment coach and an embodiment facilitator and so passionate mm-hmm. about communication oh, um owning your feelings the awareness yeah. the empowerment of the feeling, women really yeah, really yeah it's um i think a lot of it was following the nudges but a lot of it was when i was working in the corporate world i 
I, you know, I liked what I did and I've always been into communication and words and everything. Like I grew up thinking I'd be like a journalist or something like that. Right. Like, Why were you interested in words and communication? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, uh, I just always have been, I think it's been like, I think it's my natural way of expressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe at times like my only way of expressing if I couldn't verbalize something, because communication has been my biggest lesson also. Like I could write something down quite easily and, you know, express myself in words always? that way. From memory, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, since you were little? Yeah, like yeah. I was always writing, whether mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing, you know, the intentionality behind it or just, you know, writing mm-hmm. as, a, as a child will, which is all over the place. Um, yeah, I always liked it, but I think the 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 verbal expression and the emotional expression like out loud through my mouth like you know like speaking out loud has always been a challenge mm. through learned Enjoy. behaviors you know yeah. like through yeah. hey is it okay to have this emotion oh it's different to like oh it makes other people feel uncomfortable especially my elders oh I might hold on to that so that was always and again generationally it's just you know like everyone doing the best they can with what they know but that was what I learned mm-hmm. so that was your experience mm, we're just that, talking about yeah, your experience exactly. without bagging so, anybody else yeah out. it was just, just speaking from you it was experience. what my child brain my still developing brain mm-hmm. took as truth mm-hmm. so um so that was always my biggest lesson and you know, it continues to be so, but there was a big, big lesson over my whole twenties and like, you know, there's a whole lot in there, but work-wise, I think that played in because I always, you know, like I always enjoyed writing. It was just my outlet, you know, how some people just enjoy drawing or painting or crafts. Writing was just always my thing. Your so, thing. and I like yeah. telling stories and sharing people's experiences and, you know, so I think that's where the, you know, as a kid, journalism was the option, but I just followed my feet really and I was working in communication I'd studied communication and PR and everything like that because it's about my perspective on PR was about how do we public relations which is how do we relate to other people not the spinning the spin doctoring but how do we relate to other people and how do we bridge the gap in understanding which is very relevant to what I do now because I help bridge the gap in understanding some of these like um like hippie woo woo words, like even mindfulness walking into like the army base and talking about mindfulness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes I get surprised, but like sometimes it's a word that's very like, Resistant? Uh, no, that's not for us. That's yeah. where the you know that's for the hippies. Like, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, actually, this is why we talk about the nervous system with it and all of that. So yeah, to to get them on board, you, just, you have to use different to language re- to recontextualize and and redefine the relationship that they have with that word. So that way, maybe they find their own word for it. But just to help bridge the gap in understanding what it actually means rather than for example what instagram or social media has has conveyed it means um and yeah but when i was working in corporate i just i had my first big experiences of anxiety there and um yeah let's talk about that so um generalized anxiety mostly is what you put down but yeah <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the um anxiety you had your first experience of yeah, anxiety well, was- or known like awareness probably both like it was the only time I can recall having like I had maybe one or two actual like attack like anxiety attacks where I had to get up and 
move my body interesting enough because that's what I teach mm-hmm. now it's like oh it's living in your body but mm. um like a panic attack essentially kind of yeah. yeah like I had a lot of anxiety it was just generalized anxiety of just existing with it and then my therapist at the time taught me like you know when I'm sighing at my desk that's an indication that my body's just asking for me to pause and breathe properly mm. you know so simple Mm. except we don't do it no we don't do it we don't listen to our body no like this is so this is me learning to listen yes, like, oh yes. okay so like that's that's not the feel the size aren't the feeling of anxiety yet but they are my body speaking to me and going hey can you just like sit up maybe stand up maybe go to an like walk outside for whatever mm. take a few breaths just because something's trying to regulate um and There was one particular time I remember having like a panic attack, basically. It was just things building up on things building up. And I was in my mid-20s, so I was just, I don't know, like figuring a lot out. As we do in our 20s. Yeah. And and I just remember like I was really lucky the office where I worked at. Like we were by a river, but I was sort of in an isolated section, which is probably a good thing at this stage of my life. But um because I could go through these experiences without like you know <laughs> eyes on me all the time I was like okay I just remember going oh my god I need to get up and move so like I stood up and I just walked outside and I like just started walking along the river like just along the pathway there and I was just it was like I was a woman on a mission like I was mm. like I just gotta move I just gotta move what do you call that and I love it it's manic manic movement or something yeah um but it was also just following my body saying yeah. I need to shift this energy because like okay. it all so it wasn't the manic movement at the time it was like a listening to a direction that you were following uh I think it was probably a little bit of both but the manicness was more because my I felt like I'm like I just need to move yes I just need to walk like yeah. I, I, I just need and and really what it was is just like I wasn't like power walking, but it wasn't probably too far off it. You know, like I was just like, I'm just walking on a mission. And Mm. because I was swinging my arms, moving Mm. my legs, breathing, um, it just, and I just kept walking until I felt, and I remember at the time, and this was maybe just before I started, I was doing yoga, but before I started teaching yoga, um, oh, it was definitely well before I started teaching yoga actually, but I was like so aware of, just deciding you know what I'm just gonna keep walking like it was a Friday afternoon I I remember and it was quiet and I'm like you know what no one's in the office like this is very I was very fortunate in this instance but I'm like you know what I'm just gonna keep walking and it wasn't all that far anyway I'm just gonna keep walking until I don't have to keep walking until my body's ready like you know Mm -hmm. but while I have this feeling I'm just gonna allow myself to keep moving yeah yeah because I just felt stuck and this was a way of shifting it. And what I understand now with my training since then is because energy lives in the body and our nervous system needs to shift it and move it in our body or not even moving it out. It's not about pushing it out the door and like, go away, get rid of it. It's just about letting it move the way it needs to move rather than holding it stuck. Mm. And at, in that moment, it was, I just need to move and breathe and really shift. And it wasn't really all that long. It was maybe 10 minutes one way. And then, you know, slightly more relaxed walk back the other way, you know, and it shifted it. It just shifted the feelings because often the feelings are just feelings. Sometimes like I can kind of 
you know, I could probably go back and go, oh, this was, you know, what was causing the anxiety or the catalyst rather for the anxiety. But this is the point in self-regulation. It's like we can all, there's always going to be triggers, catalysts, mm. activations. Mm. Like there's always going to be things and we can't control yeah, the external. Right. Life is like right. this. Yeah, but yeah. what we can do is practice the regulations. So life when it's like this, like you just did this big wave, mm. right? And, and I actually have a really good diagram that I use yeah. for this as far as the nervous away. system. Yeah. But instead of it being a big wave where there's peaks and valleys mm. and like, you know, you're like, oh, you're up, is... up and then you're down, down. Yeah. yeah. And you're all over the place. It's like, there's always going to be ripples, mm. little waves, mm. but you, cause you're regulating, you're going, oh, right. okay, yeah. I need to move. And, and now I have days where I'm like, or not days, but moments, you know, and that I'm like, oh, I just feel like I need to shift. I just feel like a tightness or I feel like a heaviness or I feel a whatever. And this is over practice and guidance. Yes, and having and body, like practicing that body awareness. The, the body wisdom yeah. and going, mm. oh, yeah, like instead of labeling, oh, this happened to me the other day where I felt like a, a tightness in my chest and like a heaviness at the same time. And it was like I was frozen. I'm like, oh, like, and there's, you know, some anxiety about business things, you know, certain things. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But instead of making it mean something I'm all the time, it, and yeah. instead of making it mean something's wrong all the time, yeah. because sometimes it's just a feeling mm. or an emotion that's in the body. Because like I said, our neural, our neurological system isn't just the brain, it's the whole body because it's all of our nerves, all of our, our whole system. Instead of making it mean, oh, something must be wrong. Oh, my intuition is telling me because I feel heavy. Mm. Sometimes it's just energy that needs to shift. So I put on a song that meant I was like, you know, extending my arms out and just like moving yeah. through my body in that way. Even I've heard singing. Yeah. Like you were a child. Singing yeah. is a great way to activate the vagus nerve, yes. which is really helpful for calming the nervous system too. So yeah. even when you're nauseated, because um, it's all related, you know, like that's related, the vagus nerve is in charge of the digestive system as well. So um so see i have heard this yeah, yeah so i had a little like i i had covid at some point and it was quite mild but the recovery was a little tough for me so i'd have random days where i'd be like nauseated and yep. be like i can't stand yeah and i feel like i'm gonna throw up but it doesn't make sense because everything's fine otherwise and there was this one day I was in the car driving down the coast. So like, you know, it was an hour long drive and I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> how am I going to, okay. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, what's little things I can do. And like, I know how to like, and knowing that it's the vagus nerve is connected to the nervous system as well as the digestive system and most of our internal organs, but like, it's really in charge of the digestive system. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, well, I don't need to like overload it either and like belt out songs. But what I can do is just like explore slightly deeper breaths and just, you know, like explore what that does and lengthen the breath out, but without exaggerating it. Yeah. And, you know, because yeah. sometimes that can feel overwhelming. So well, I feel like it's quite, sorry, I'm just having a giggle here because like people would listen to that and then go, okay, I've got to belt out a song. Yeah, I've got to put no. on like, you know, Whitney Houston and ballads. No, and- as much as I love that. Yeah. No, we just put on like, um, like I think it was, it was like NSYNC or like, you know, Backstreet Boys. Just something Spice, Something that was just like, that I could just sing along to yeah. without it needing to be like volume and diaphragm. It was just this knowing like, and it was a conscious decision because I'd learnt what I'd learnt. Going, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But what the funny thing is, is we'll go back to um, 
how we don't until we start to realize and start to listen mm. to our body and go through those lessons yeah. and that practice and everything when I remember a distinct time when I was younger and you don't know until you know mm. and you only know what you know but your body tries to tell you those things all the time oh all the time year 10 exams stressed yeah. out couldn't concentrate <laughs> you know exams are not my finest thing mm. movement is my priority so I'm just um relating to that story that you're telling about how mm. you had to move and I am a dancer grown up as a dancer yeah. yeah so definitely movement is the priority going down trying to concentrate on maths I had an exam the next day and I was like oh you know what I'm just going to stop right there I'm going to pause it I'm going to put some music on and I'm going to dance for two songs like yep. just you know yep. let it out looking into the mirror you know mm. maybe even have the impulse bottle with yeah perfect <laughs> as my microphone and I I will never forget that moment that Mm. my body told me what I needed to do as young as that with no Mm -hmm. body awareness and so your body's always trying to tell you well if you think about it also like toddlers Mm. in the middle of a tantrum will throw themselves belly down Mm. on the ground yeah want to know why stamp the feet because by having pressure against the front of the body activates the vagus nerve which is the calming So they're just following their bodies. They're not. We're so smart. They're not not cognitively thinking. Oh, I'm tantruming and I'm shitted off about this thing and this this is is what I'm doing and I'm going to do this because that'll really embarrass mum today. Like, how good is this? They're They're not not doing that. They're doing something so. They're just instinctual. Instinctual. That's the word. And and sometimes I want to also point out too. Sometimes what we need isn't to move it depends on whether you're in a sympathetic nervous mm. reaction mm. like response or a parasympathetic response mm. so sometimes what we don't need is to move but sometimes we need to slow down and pause and breathe or cuddle a pillow because exactly. the nervous system i wanted to bring this up too mm. because you have taught me so much and mm. uh so i've been lucky enough to be on a podcast of jesse yeah. as well um so this is really fun for us because mm. it's the opposite way now yeah. and i've also been fortunate enough to do your empowerment um your boundaries 101 yeah. sorry course so, so i've learned so much from you and this is why i wanted you on here as well to uh, teach other mamas but um, I do remember you teaching me one day me thinking that okay movement is the priority mm. for me oh, so yeah, I, I was that. manic moving mm-hmm. like you know yeah. I've been doing that and I said I reached out to you and I said I've been doing this and yeah. I've been doing that I went to the gym and I went for a walk and I went for a bike ride and, and you actually <laughs> turned to me and said maybe try just that uh, you flicked me your beautiful um, slow movement yoga. I don't yeah, know what it was, it was called. It, uh, it was one of the, um, I think it was one of the free ones I have on YouTube. Yeah. It's just a slow Flick flow. I'm like, just maybe you should just, just woo. Yeah, just try <laughs> this where it was very calm, mm. very slow. Um, and that is what essentially shifted it. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out to, um, you know, the listeners as well is that, it is like you said it's not always yeah. getting out and moving and shifting it like that or yeah. manically or like uh-huh. you know belting out balance um it's also bringing it back mm-hmm. in exactly and this is why i have different modalities because there's mm-hmm. never going to be the one thing that no, solves everything no. all the time and coming back to children mm-hmm. they need to work out their own regulation yeah. as well and then so therefore we need to work out what works for mm-hmm. us with self-regulation yeah. what's happening right now yeah. to my body what do i need mm-hmm. and then therefore we can come back and lead yeah. our children and say okay darling what do you need what are yeah. you feeling what do you need exactly and and, and 
with your example, I remember that being um, where I'm like, yeah, I know movement's your priority. And, and like, you know, I teach different modalities. Like soul flow is um, like it's, it's a free form movement, much like dance or kind of like a static dance, but yeah. not exactly. It's a specific modality in itself. I and have to say I'm a big fan of soul yeah, flow. So, yes, I'm glad we got that into the conversation. Yeah. Too. Let's but go it's, with that. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's this movement. So it's, it's, it's not erratic as such but it can mm. be because you're just moving however your body wants you to so mm. you, you know you might be moving and flicking and doing all over the place or you might be like more wavy movements and flowy movements right but yeah and sometimes you can do these absolutely ridiculous moves but they, they feel and it so good you know but that could be in comparison for your example in comparison mm. to like that maybe i'm like maybe you just need slow steady intentional movements rather than just moving and you know so like there's different purposes for it all and and you know especially as mamas there's a lot of like the i see it as a lot of the sympathetic nervous response where it's like the manic of oh if i put this down if i slow down if i do this if If i I slow down i don't get this done and then everything else drops and all the plates fall and smash and you know the world falls to pieces whereas Mm -hmm. for you in that moment in this Mm -hmm. example Mm -hmm. it was like oh you're doing all the things and i see you doing all the things but what if you intentionally move and breathe with that slow flow that wasn't erratic, it wasn't high energy, it wasn't like energizing, which is always great sometimes, but always great sometimes. <laughs> I speak like that too, don't you worry? You know what I mean. <laughs> it's, it it's, can, it's, it's, it's useful for some people sometimes. Um, but <laughs> but it was like, oh, what if you just, you know, this this slow flow that was grounding, but you're still moving, but it's very like mm, slow, slow controlled. and control. I don't do well with that. Yeah, but you did. But this I need time. to. This but I need thing. to. That's yeah. the thing. I don't do well uh-huh. with that. And I, I think a lot of mums yes. that are listening here. Because it's hard to it's slow hard. down. Because you think that you have to have a slow mind or slow down before you even get to the point mm. to practice it, right? Yeah. In the yoga. Example. And you feel guilty for slowing down. Talking yeah. about mums here mm. is that, yeah, oh, I'm going to stop and I'm going to slow down for myself and I'm going to breathe. In, and no, then, I'm just going to rush through this, this thing. Yeah, and, I can't and, stop to do that because, you know, my kids are my priority and this yeah. needs to be done and this needs to be done it's like so and it's, and it's almost like you tell yourself well i i need i also need to be slowed down before i even decide to do yoga <laughs> yeah. in this example or meditate or breathe or whatever it's like oh no but i should be doing i need to do that first before i do that it's like mm, the no. dishes the, the laundry needs to be folded and all that kind like, of thing no no you you do it by being by mm. doing it like, and um, coming back to the earlier in yeah. the first com- like the conversation when we started was leading ourselves mm-hmm. and so if you're not leading yourself and you're not going you know what stuff the laundry stuff this yep. and whatever sometimes else needs happening i need to stop yeah. and do this and you know sometimes having the laundry done is going to be the thing because mm. it'll be like oh, i just feel better cool awesome. yeah 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 all the house is clean i feel better for yeah that. yeah but if it's in this perpetual cycle mm. sometimes you know and if you're already like in that state and then the laundry yeah, if you're already in that like if, especially if you have like the small children that like they're just gonna like extra, throw it extra all laundry all the yeah. time it's like well that's never gonna get done really yeah. that's never gonna yeah. be done yeah let's call it that it's never gonna be done really so 
Yeah. Maybe I need to do something different. Like I spoke about this yesterday. I did a post where I'm like, it's about do. Sometimes it's like, yes, being a routine and having a thing is really, really great. And I'm a routine person too, or, or a mm. schedule person. Structure, yeah. But I, but I structure so I have enough space to flow, exactly. not so I overstructure. And that's what works yeah. for me. And everyone will have a different ratio. But sometimes when we're feeling stuck, whether it's stuck in emotion, stuck in life, stuck in whatever, yeah. We just need to try something a little bit different. Yeah. Which is... Just pivot. Pivot. Like, but... Yeah, but it's a tiny... Like a tiny little pivot. It's like a, oh, you know what? Instead of just coming home from the school run and getting straight into... Homework or... Or whatever. Hobbies or... Maybe we're going to stop by the park. Yeah. Yeah. On the way home. Yeah. Or, you know, like, it could go either way. Maybe we're going to stop by the park and let the kids run around and just take some breath, like, breaths of fresh air for a moment. Or... Maybe we'll do the shopping on the way home instead. Like, you know, so it could be functional Mm. or it could be... Slowing down. Yeah, Yeah. it could be like, you know, I'm just going to shift my energy by doing just a piece different and see what happens. And even in business, I find this all the time. Sometimes, like, I met up with someone for a business meeting at a cafe yesterday and it was like, oh, this is different to my usual Actually, I had two business meetings at the same cafe, you know, but it's like, oh, this is different to my usual routine on a Thursday because normally I'd plan it and be like, oh, well, why would I leave the house until then? And la, la, la. Whereas I'm like, actually, let's just leave a bit earlier, have these really useful conversations and then go, oh, my energy has shifted and now I feel motivated and energized yeah. and, and excited again go. rather than maybe in this, like in this example, maybe in the stress, rather than being in the stresses of business, I'm in the excitement of what I'm doing business for the First, like in, in the first place, for. yeah, and that's really important too for mm. business owners, yeah, um, and 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 motherhood as well. well. We can translate it over yeah. to any, so any. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being bogged down in the what mm-hmm. we have to do, how about we just be in this moment of the yeah, enjoyment let's, of let's, what let's we're try doing? Like, oh. Yeah, like, well, I got here. And you're like, do you want a coffee, like an iced coffee? I'm like, oh, I don't normally, like, I could have been like, oh, I don't normally have more than one coffee a day. because But I'm like, actually, that feels really nice. I'm just going to go with it. And it feels really nice. And mm. it's not always saying yes. Sometimes it's saying no. But it's just recognizing where you get to shift it up a little and experience something a little bit different, especially when you're feeling stuck, that you kind of, you know, have a bit more, um, not even perspective. You just, it just shifts something where you're like, oh, okay, there are possibly, oh, okay, cool. Now I have energy because I've done something different. Yeah, and I don't awesome. feel like it's same old, same old. Yeah. Mm. I feel like we've covered so much here. Mm. Um, amazing. So I'm going to ask one more question. Is yeah. there anything else that you would like to add um, to our conversation or focus on that's <sighs> a really important message that you want to put out to this audience? I mean, realistically, I could talk for hours or days about this, but... Um, I think it would just be the reminder to give yourself permission to even even if you've listened to this and you've gone, yeah, cool, that really resonates. And then you go into the rest of your day and totally entirely forget about it because you're like, oh, but that's not relevant to me because I'm busy and I'm all of the things that we've already spoken about. Um, it's the reminder and giving yourself permission and not having to be perfect at it. Yes. Yeah, so I think that's yeah. the key is like, you know, especially with communication, sometimes we hold back from communicating because we're like, I just don't know how to say it right. I just don't know. And totally. Like, and it, it's emotionally, it's emotionally vulnerable. It still is me sometimes, but like I've learned to recognize, <laughs> yeah, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of work that's gone into it, but like it's emotionally vulnerable, especially when it's our children or our partners or our, you know, our closest ones, because we're like, oh, but I want to get it right because, you know, I want to have 
for me, it's I want to have the solution before I even start. It's like, well, maybe I go and say, I don't have the answer to this, but I need to just express, hey, this mm, is what's going on. It. Yeah. So it's letting it be imperfect and giving yourself permission. It's the two pieces. Letting it be imperfect in terms of the communication and then giving yourself permission to model, even if imperfectly, but model based on what you need as well and using that permission like using this as a as a perpetual permission slip as many times as you need to to just come back to each time you feel resistance go i shouldn't be like okay but i'm i have permission to model and this is an opportunity to do that for myself just as much as for my kids or for my partner even yeah it is amazing how much you all experience shifts in your partner based on what you're doing for yourself too yeah which is a whole entire different conversation yeah <laughs> but i just needed to say that part there so yeah that would be the last bit amazing <laughs> thank you so much for coming on jesse oh, really um i've really enjoyed our conversation and like i said we we can always talk for hours absolutely yeah <laughs> we can go and go and go um and that's yeah I, it's always such a pleasure to catch up with you and to be able up. to share you yeah. with uh my audience uh, mm. so where can uh, the mamas or the yeah. or the women that are listening, where can they find you to find more about you? Oh yeah, uh, so I have a whole bunch of free content out there, if, like you know mm-hmm. that you can just access obviously on social media. So um, uh, Instagram, even LinkedIn and Facebook are all pretty active. Um, so that's Jaylee J. Dash L-E-I-G-H. Yeah, we'll include the links yeah. as well. Um, yeah, so the for... Instagram handle is um, at J underscore dot L-E-I-G-H because that's what was available, so I'm just going with it. Yeah. Um, and I also have my podcast, which yeah. is Get Jashed. Yeah. So get and then J-A-S-C-H-E-D. Yeah, um, cool. And you can go yeah. over there and listen to Get yeah. Jacked on and my exactly. interview yeah. from you um, so, after you listen to this. Yeah, we talk about leadership, communication and well-being and I have different guests on as well as just standalone episodes where it's just me sharing and talking about a particular topic that dives into all different aspects and all different people's experiences um, in those areas of leadership, communication and well-being yeah. and yeah. the impacts in their journeys. So, so, so important. Yeah. And, and especially at this time, mm-hmm. um, this generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so important. I love the work that you do. Thank you. So coming up next uh, week will be Molly O'Callaghan, who is a women's uh, health and a uh, women's physio, women's health physiotherapist. And I'm super excited to have her on and she's got some um, really passionate points on why she does what she does. So stay tuned for that. Thanks. Bye, mamas. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Mama. You can find all the relevant links, including socials, in the description section of this podcast. If you want to find out more information about how I can help you build your best body after babies, then visit my website, www.thefitmummethod.com for more info. Lastly, before you leave here today, if you've enjoyed listening, then please subscribe and share so you can help me to reach out to those mamas that also need to listen too.